Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And my name's Josh. And this is Stay On Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay On Target. We are your hosts. That's right, Chris. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That sultry voice <laughs> is the voice of our third co-host, Josh Fulton. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. The prodigal son returns. <laughs> Once again. Once again. I'm always leaving yeah. and then coming back. Uh, John has been uh, is afflicted with the stomach flu. Yes. Or food poisoning. He cannot tell which. Um, so there's even either an assassin right. being poisoned in his food. Yep. Or uh, some kind of just crazy super bug. It was not me. It, was it not, wasn't me either. It wasn't me that no. put this it wasn't. It was, definitely wasn't either one of us. No. Absolutely. So don't. Don't, investigate. In, yeah. Don't even look into it. Either one of us. No reason. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are reviewing Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. We went to an early showing. Yeah. So uh, we're actually like doing this earlier than normal. Yeah. So our brains still work, <laughs> which is fantastic. This is what we sound like when we're n- like <laughs> normal. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, Josh. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Oh man. Uh well I had I had you and some other guys over to play some VR. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I got to watch you guys uh flail around <laughs> and uh knock it knock bookcases yeah, over and yeah, stuff. Punched, John punched that bookcase yeah. like like three or four three times. Three or four yeah. times. Yeah. Real hard. <laughs> Real hard. I'm surprised his hand doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably the bookcase that poisoned him. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's where I keep my poisons. <laughs> no, the bookcase is just tired of getting hit, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, hey, guys. <laughs> so I, I did that. Uh, I the, the summer steam sale is going on right now, so I got uh, snagged uh, uh, Arkham Knight. Nice. Batman Arkham Knight for five bucks on PC. So I've been rocking that thing, playing through it for the third time. But yeah, that's awesome. Other than that, that's about it. That's cool. Yeah, I really enjoy. It. You have the Oculus Rift S. Yes. And yeah, I now want to buy the uh, Oculus Quest. Quest. Yes. Yeah, the mobile version of it. Yes. Um, because that was amazing. Yeah. So a while back, I'm a ways back. I was I was on the VR, the PSVR train like hardcore. I oh was yeah, you get were. it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we went and did a demo up at the Best Buy. Yep. And like loved it. But when it released. There weren't that many games I really wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but then, like, we played like all the games this we played this week, and I'm like, I want to play all these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent. I don't know how long. I, how long did I spend playing that Star Wars game? Star Wars Vader Immortal. I want to say like 15, 20 minutes, maybe. I mean, it felt like an hour. <laughs> I mean, it felt like there's I was no just, concept of time in VR. No, I was just like living in that world. It was crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, and it was better than the PSVR. Yeah. So now I'm like, forget the PSVR. Yeah. Unless they come out with another headset, I'm getting this. This Oculus Quest. Yeah. So later this year, hopefully. Yeah. Save up some money and get it. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about VR so far? Um, and the, the best thing about VR is the one thing that you can't explain to people, which is just the mm. reality of the scale and the way that like your brain accepts the space that you're in. Because when you watch people play VR and you kind of see their point of view... It just doesn't sell it. But once you put the headset on, and I know this sounds like stupid, but you really do feel like you're there. Even though your surroundings are obviously computer graphics mm. and like video game graphics, mm-hmm. you feel like you're in a space, like a real space that you can interact with. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I don't know how easy it is to make things feel right as far as their scale goes. But every game I've played just gets it right. Yeah. You know, so you just have this incredible sense of like how far away things are, how huge things are, and it gives things weight. You know, when you're playing things on a screen, they're two-dimensional images, but when you're in VR, Mm -hmm. things appear to have mass and volume Mm -hmm. and this kind of like reality to it that you just don't get when you're looking at something on a screen. Yeah. So that... um Vader Immortal game was like uh, it was probably the first time I had played a VR ga- a slow VR game. Yeah. Meaning things didn't just like move so quick that you were just like, you know, turning around like and trying to 
it didn't hide anything, I guess, like yeah. with just like the chaotic nature of it. Yeah. Even like I played some games like on, uh, and it was a, a, a earlier version of the Oculus, um, where you're like flying around a city or something like yeah. that. You know, you're like a bird kind of thing, yeah. or you know, just, but still everything's just flying by real quick. And you don't really have enough time to like look at and try to find the seams in it. Yeah. And um, whereas this, I mean. It was crazy. Like, I was standing in the deck of the ship, and I kept wanting, like, my brain wanted me to lean against this console yeah. that is clearly, that is not there. Not clearly not there. It's just not there. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brain thinks it is. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, what, that's what's so crazy. Yeah. Like, your mind thinks that this stuff exists. Yeah. And there's something about having that headset on and blocking out everything else yeah. um, that makes that feel more real. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even whenever I was like holding the the controllers and you know you're working triggers and stuff like that, yeah. Like to some extent, you like your mind processes that as just like those are your hands. Yeah, it does. Know, I'm dude. telling you, it does something to your brain, man. It like turns off that like or turns on that mechanism, whatever it is, that makes you just believe that it's real. Yeah, the suspension. You don't have to suspend your disbelief. No, because it's just real. Yeah. Strange, dude. and you can't you can't convince somebody of that. They have to try it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and even me, like even my, you know, and I, even and after I've you know not played VR for a while, yeah, I think my, I forget like how real it yeah. feels. But this was like the best experience I've ever had with it. Yeah. Um. I wonder if so. Like the I was thinking about this afterwards. Yes, in Star Wars, like you're staying there in spoilers, Vader's castle, right, on Mustafar, and like just things just feel so huge, and you're like, I am literally standing here, yeah. And then you know someone will come in, they'll talk to you, and then Vader will come in, and he's like taller than you, so you have to look up. And I, I was kind of wondering, like, I wonder if they, if they, if the way reason it feels right, scale feels right, is like if they measure from like eye level, yeah. Because like otherwise, like how else would they know where to put things, or Vader to make him feel big, yeah. Or someone else to make them feel small is like where I level that, regardless of how tall you or I are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they like if they recalibrate it at the beginning of the game because Oculus, the the software itself, mm-hmm. knows how far off the ground you are, which is crazy. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if my son, who's like yeah four and a half feet Does tall, he perceive that the same way when he looks at Vader, it just, is oh, he like goodness. at Vader's belly button? Or <laughs> I don't think about that, dude. Yeah find out yeah i don't know i feel like some games do reset your height or reset your scale yeah um so that everyone kind of experiences it from the same uh size yeah but i don't know man i also just want to finish that story that was a cool story yeah i mean you've played more of it than i have (laughs) (laughs) i only played like the first five minutes of the game so i haven't i haven't gotten into it yet but well you should i will (laughs) <laughs> um, so uh, before we move on, I need some clarity. Okay. I uh, well, first like of all, the drug from Minority Report. Hang on. <laughs> Can you break a twenty? Because <laughs> I think I owe you ten dollars. <laughs> well, hold on. The bet's not over yet. Well, so that's, that's what I was wondering. This is where I need clarity. So we were debating a few episodes ago. I don't know if you heard it. Is that so? Originally, it was ten dollars. If I finish, don't finish it before the end of June, okay? But then you said $20 before the end of the year? Yeah. Okay, does that, does that mean $30 total, or is that cumulative, or is that, like, double or nothing? Is it just $20? <laughs> I think I think it was just $20. Okay. I couldn't remember, like, do I owe you $10 now, and then I owe you another $20 later just as, like, more punishment if I don't finish this? No, so I think, like, if you finish it between now and the end of the year, yeah. you just owe me 10 bucks. Okay. Okay. Yes. But if if you okay. don't finish it by the end of the year, January first, you owe me a a, a crisp Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't Lincoln a five dollar bill? He's on the five. Yeah, who's on the twenty? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jefferson. No, Lincoln's a ten. T- oh, what? Right? No. Hold on. I think uh, I think Jefferson's the twenty. I think Lincoln's the five. I think that Washington's Lincoln's the one. The five. I I broke my twenty earlier today. Uh, Franklin's the hundred. Um, I don't know. Jackson? Yeah, maybe Andrew Jackson. Jackson's seems, the twenty. That's, no, Andrew Jackson's the twenty, and Jefferson's the ten. I don't know, man. <laughs> Are we even Americans? I don't know. <laughs> uh, also, I haven't seen. Weren't there supposed to be bills with uh, um, 
someone else on it. <laughs> <laughs> they made they made new bills. Oh, really? With um, yeah, it's like not Sacagawea. That was the golden dollar. Yeah. Um, was uh, Harriet Tubman or something? Oh, really? It. Yeah. They made different. They made new bills. Oh. I thought. I just haven't seen any of them. Huh. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. Do you remember whenever uh, Coke machines started having those golden dollar slots on them? Oh, because they came out with the Washington dollar. They came out with the. They brought back those like golden dollar, and the first one had like Sacagawea on it. Oh. And then it was like, then they started like putting other things on it. Yeah. And the Coke machines. I I, I guess they were like trying to get away from us using paper dollars. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I they no, can't I be know. cheaper. No, I don't. I, don't th- I mean, <laughs> you, you wouldn't think. Unless, you, there, unless what, it costs like one point five pennies to make a penny or something. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, the change is absurd. Yeah, we're we're just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Americans, <you know? laughs> the last oh, country man. to still have you know cotton paper money. Right. The uh, so um, I used to wear a necklace. Oh, this is just way off topic. Yeah. I used to wear a necklace, but it was a. Uh, this before I even like thought about moving to Tennessee. But it was um, a quarter that John had with uh, made a hole in with an exacto knife. He oh literally gosh. twirled an exacto knife in the same spot enough times to drill a hole through a quarter, and he made me like this this necklace. I don't even know why he made it necessarily. <laughs> But anyway, it had Tennessee. It was a Tennessee quarter. It had a guitar and like drums on it or something like that. So like that's why I wore it because it had music stuff on it. Nice. Yeah. It was an omen. Yeah, it was. It, it, that's why I moved. He was a, he was putting a hex on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that like sounds a, like John. Whoever I give this, yeah. yeah. Whoever I give this to is going to move to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get this guy out of my life. He's very hexy. <laughs> very, very crafty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, later we're going to talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Mm. But first, <laughs> the pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, Josh. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is uh, a little a little film that I found on Netflix mm. called. I am mother. Have you heard of this film? I don't know if I've heard of this film. I feel like that's is that a book? Oh, I don't know. Maybe is it is it like a? I thought maybe not. I'm I'm thinking about a, a book. There's like a, a lost animal that goes around. No, all that's these am, other I your, am, am I your? Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Yes, yeah, no. that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, uh, this is <laughs> I. I am mother, starring uh, Hilary Swank. Oh, and uh, basically. This robot raises a child from birth, and then one day a stranger shows up at at the front door and starts to challenge everything this little girl believes about the robot and whether this robot is good or evil. Oh man! And uh, it's got a it's got a pretty interesting ending. I think I had to think about it for a little while, uh, and kind of be like, okay. It was kind of ambiguous, but I felt like I could put the pieces together. Uh, so, mm. as far as Netflix movies go, I'd yeah. say this is this is up there. This isn't the uh, Adam Sandler movie that just came out. This isn't no, but I did watch level. that too. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. That trailer got me. Oh yeah, <laughs> like murder, murder mystery. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies is uh, Just Go with It with yeah, yeah, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. So. I told I told my wife Kate I was like we have to watch this movie yeah like because her and I went and saw just go with it in theaters and we cried laughing the whole nice. time so and we didn't laugh as much as the, at this one but right. it was still fun yeah it was, it was worth a watch yeah yeah it's if you're in for a really stupid rom com it's yeah. it's good yeah, it's probably the best one that he's put on Netflix oh yeah by far yeah yeah it's hitting his stride yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the mustache you yeah put that mustache yes. on and I think that's what it was yeah he I mean. It wasn't a, uh, I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't. It didn't have as many Adam Sandler tropes in it. No, it definitely did not. Which that was good. Yeah. Um, you've definitely caught my attention because this sounds like has like maybe kind of a same kind of vibe as um, like Annihilation or Ex Machina, which I also watched. Did you? Did you, uh, you wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. You didn't tell me that. I know. What did you think of it? Uh. I did. I did not like the very end. 
Okay. It's like the last shot of the movie. I yeah. felt like I felt like things were wrapping up and we were getting like some answers about what was going on and then the last shot was like just kidding. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was trying to say. I don't know. But I thought the premise was cool and I thought the whole kind of like thing at the lighthouse, like that whole thing yeah. was really interesting. It's crazy, dude. And yeah, I just I thought it was cool like maybe this is spoilers. It's probably spoilers. Spoilers for Annihilation. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen ears. Annihilation, you should probably fast forward just a little bit. Um, the idea that an alien landing on our planet is just as it, – it's more of a – it was more of an animal than anything else where mm-hmm. it was just like it, it only had instinctual behavior. Mm-hmm. It didn't have – like its own choice, its own kind of like whatever. It was just doing what it was created to do. And so like when she's trying to fight it and it just keeps defaulting to her movement Mm -hmm. and like, like when she punches it and then it punches her back Mm -hmm. and she gets knocked out and then it kind of looks at her and then just decides it's going to lay down next to her. Like it also got knocked out Mm -hmm. And that's where it started to click for me where I was like, this thing doesn't know what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't know, like, it literally just makes copies of things but can't think on its own. Mm-hmm. And so then I totally got the whole thing with, like, what was going on with her husband and, like, why he didn't know where he was and what was going on and why he said he recognized her, not that he knew her, but that he recognized her and like all that kind of stuff. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. What a cool concept. Mm-hmm. And then they'd like try to give it this like horror movie ending. And I was like, like why did you do that? Like, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Like the way I was like, why? I don't understand what they were trying to like, are they saying that they were changed so much that they have now become the alien? I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, uh, we have a mutual friend, Brian. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't seen the movie, but he read the book. Okay. And I was trying to describe to him things that I'd seen in the movie, and he's like, I don't, none of that's in the book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Which, okay, It's well. a trilogy. Did he okay. read the other books? So that was the thing that, like, the, the whenever I started, like, looking at things online, the biggest criticism was, like, well, like, this didn't, this person is this, and this person is this. And they, they were things that, like, the author didn't define until the the, the second book came out. Second books though came out before the first movie came out, mm. but like they didn't they didn't uh, write or direct the movie as the first in a trilogy because I don't think the book was the first in a trilogy at the time. It was just gotcha. like a book, and they just you know the author decided to make it a trilogy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that part was wild to me. I mean, it was cool. It was trippy at times. Um, I did kind of feel like there was some moments that kind of fell flat, but like. Uh, I loved the concept and I loved yeah. kind of the, the repercussions of that concept with the bear and mm-hmm. the tree people and all that kind of stuff. It's just very it's like crazy, super dude. weird. Yeah. Crazy. I love stuff like that. I'm such a sucker for like weird sci-fi stuff. Yes, me too. Uh, and it never ends well. Like you never, yeah. <laughs> very rarely do you walk into a, a super weird sci-fi movie and then walk out of it being like, man, that really just all came together so well. <laughs> yeah, like, it just never happened. So I mean, and it was kind of it's kind of like a like a high sci-fi kind of cerebral movie without it being like some weird planet in space. I love right. it. Like still felt grounded to Earth, especially with like the acoustic music that they would have in there yeah. every once in a while. And you're like it still felt like grounded in a sense to the world that we know, but not really. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm glad you finally watched it. I did. Now I just need to get Ike to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he watched it. Oh, did he? Yeah, he watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is Stranger. Speaking of sci-fi, yes, Stranger Things season three, mm. which comes out. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday, which you probably are, comes out tomorrow. Yes, comes out on the fourth. Yes. So uh, I'm going to be binging it all day on the fifth, and um, yeah, you should as well. <laughs> I mean, I can't watch it when my kids are awake, but. Better believe they're going to bed right when they're supposed to. <laughs> and, you go uh, to bed and you stay there. Yeah. But uh, I actually had written on my calendar because we have like this little like uh, whiteboard calendar that we have in our kitchen that does like three months at a time. Yeah. And for July, I'd written out, you know, 
independent, or I just put fireworks on the 4th of July, uh-huh. drawn little fireworks on there. And then I kind of capped the pen and set it down, and I looked at the calendar, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I erased the fireworks and just wrote Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's more important. It is more <laughs> More important than freedom. Yes. Stranger things. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, man. I uh this is the thing. Like, I don't know how long they're gonna keep the Stranger Things rolling. Maybe this is the end of a trilogy of seasons. I don't know. Maybe they'll just I think keep if going. this is the end, they would have announced Said it's this the is end. the final. Yeah. I would be surprised if they my my gut says that the next season will be the last. Yeah. I don't have any basis for that. I just feel like we're kind of at like peak uh, interest right now with Stranger mm-hmm. Things, mm-hmm. and I think that it's good to like once you've reached that peak thing, put out one more season and end it. Yeah, like don't do the whole Walking Dead oh, thing gosh. where it's like we're just gonna keep going as long as this thing's making money. Like, no, like once you've hit the peak, like Breaking Bad season four, that was the peak. Great, one more season, we're done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I hope that. If they end it, I hope they end it in the fourth season uh, or at least give some good reason why they should have a fifth. Yeah, I agree. I And, and I think even with this season, they have a lot to live up to. Yeah. And <laughs> they have a lot to not live up to as well. <laughs> like, what was it? Was don't that make season? the same mistakes. Yeah. yeah, like episode seven last year or whatever yeah. it was. Was it seven? I don't remember. But yeah. Uh, it was just a nightmare. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want another Heroes. And yeah. uh, they need to not lean into that. Yeah. Um, I also don't like it. There's a, the cast is pretty huge now. Yeah. So I feel like they need to give everyone their their due. Like the first movie was, was really, it felt like about 11 in her journey and then them try, all trying to find Will. Season two was more about like, I guess, Will. Yeah. Um, specifically. I don't know who this would be. Maybe still will because he was the one who saw the big monster at the end of season two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for what they're going to do with like Billy's character and stuff. This thing's going to be so freaky and awesome. Yes. Agreed. Like I said, I love, I love freaky sci fi stuff. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Go watch it. So good. So good. We now enter the ASMR session <laughs> of this podcast. Lip smacking. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just got real grossed out. (laughs) Oh, man. Finger guns. Finger guns. Spider-Man, far from home. Mm. He was very far from home. He was. So this first part of this review will be spoiler-free. Yes. As is the norm. Um... I haven't looked at what anybody else thinks of this movie. Me neither. Okay. So we're going in. This is just our opinions. Yeah. So um, if we're like way off. <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. And this is why people listen. Exactly. You either like our opinions or you don't. So <laughs> like two types of people in this world. <laughs> two types. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's another one out there. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um I liked it. I thought it was good. It like um just from a uh a macro perspective, it feels odd as the end cap to phase three to the first of the infinity yeah. saga. This yeah. doesn't really like it didn't really close, but it also didn't really open that many more doors. Like, yeah. I thought that this would be more of a, without being spoilery. Is this too spoilery? Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, they said it's kind of like an epilogue. I think it's an epilogue. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So it's an epilogue. Um, uh, I thought that um, the... If we're going to go down to the line of things that we normally talk about, the music was whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought visually it was a pretty movie. It looked cool. Yeah, I will say this. Marvel, uh, they uh, rightfully so get a bad rap about their CG suits. Yeah. And I felt like there were some moments in this movie where they used real suits and then also some moments where they used CG suits that actually looked pretty good. Yeah. 
like the CG-ness of it didn't bother bother me as much in this one as it did in the first Spider-Man yeah. uh, movie because that one was real bad when yeah. it came to like CG suits. Um, this one I felt like it was it was a little different. The um, a little better. I felt like I related to this Spider-Man uh, more than the previous Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So plot plot wise, or I guess just character wise, yeah, felt I more think, fleshed out. Uh, <clears throat> I will say I thought this was probably their most unique villain mm-hmm. that they've ever had. Yep. Uh, and um, yeah, I think I think people are going to be really kind of shocked at at how they handled the villain in this movie, and like just the uh, without I'm not I'm trying to skirt around some things, but like. Uh, it's just, it's just a really cool, really cool idea. Yeah. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. And the way they execute it visually and all that kind of stuff is just really cool. Agreed. Um, overall, I think it was a really fun movie. It's definitely like this is a summer, you know, popcorn movie. Yeah. Um, it's not super heavy. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, drab and boring like uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, this was like definitely, I mean, it, it, it goes. Yeah, and once it starts, it, it doesn't stop. I think I say I say go see this. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's a nice uh, palate cleanser after Endgame. Yeah, you know that's true. It's kind of like yeah. Ant Man was to uh, Infinity War. You know, it's like you saw Infinity War and you're like, oh, that was really heavy. Yeah, and you go see Ant Man and you're like, okay. <sighs> Except back. like through Ant Man, all I wanted to do was get to the end where they showed me how this affected, like how they were affected by that's true the snap. Right, but whereas I, I this, just think, I didn't really care. I think tonally, it's very antithetical to the Infinity uh, movies. Totally. So. I mean, it, it's more in line with the first Ant Man. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. We should do some time, like just like which Marvel movies could you just like take out of the MCU and it not matter? Yeah. Or and which ones could stand alone? You know, like on their own without the MCU. Yeah. Um, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun exercise. I feel like there wouldn't be many in the latter. That could stand apart? Yeah. I think there's some you could do away with. I don't think there's a lot that you could single out and say, this works by itself. Yeah. 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 So. That's interesting. That's my hot take. <laughs> cool. I'll leave now. <laughs> this is kind of, this, this has been a, a five minute spoiler free section. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are you listening to this for if you haven't already know, seen the movie? Right. right? That's what I, that's what I think. Like what what nerd is out there going before I see this movie? I want to know what Stay on Target thinks. If they think I should go see it, what's that? I said if they think I should go see. Yeah, it. yeah. And I'm gonna listen to whatever they say. I mean, we think very highly of ourselves, but we're not naive. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> true. We we know we know our place. Yeah. If you're a nerd, you've already seen this movie <laughs> yeah. five times, and you're just waiting to hear what we think about the parts that you hated. So the the one thing I, I didn't get to do over the weekend that I wanted to was go see Endgame again. Yeah, it's probably why I, it didn't be Avatar. Yeah, because <laughs> it's I didn't all your see, fault. It's all my fault. I mean, I heard that like the stuff that they added was so negligible. It was just kind of like whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just I just want to knock Avatar off the top. I know that's really all I want. I know it wasn't that movie really doesn't that. deserve its spot. Agreed. We Don't are in alignment. Me. Yeah. Agreement. Forever Which intertwined. I'm mad at myself because I'm the one who saw it three times in the theaters <laughs> oh and gosh. I went and saw the re-release. What? Uh, the thing is... Um, I did a lot of stupid things back in 2009, man. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of amazed, and I guess it's just because of Spider-Man, that they didn't give it a bigger re-release because Avatar got a month-long re-release. Yeah. And this was only a weekend. Yeah. It's kind of... But Avatar also put 23 minutes back into their film. Oh, really? I think it was something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I feel mean, like it was... They just let it balloon up to a four-hour Avengers Endgame movie. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was... Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was like... I don't know. Because I have the Blu-ray for Avatar, and it comes with three versions of the film. Oh, my goodness. The original theatrical, the theatrical re-release, and then like even more added bonus <laughs> footage for a home video release. So, Yeah. I don't know. There was I yeah, there was a lot more in the home video version that wasn't even in the theatrical re-release. It's like, it's like Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Well, we're gonna count down the spoiler count- countdown clock's been running this whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh it's it's down to its final seconds. 
So if you don't want to be spoiled, just turn it off now and uh, or, you know, just crush your phone, like pull off the side of the road and smash your radio. However, you're listening to this. We're going to spoil it in three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Nick Fury and Agent. I, can't, well, I just want to say Colby Smulders. That's her real name. I don't know. Hang on. Hold it. They're not there. <gasps> they're not real. They're not real. They're Cree. No, they're oh, scrolls. They're scrolls. They're scrolls. Yeah. Maria Hill. That's not a very okay. Marvel name. <clears throat> no, it's not. Like. It's very, very a normal, yeah. very normal name. Um. Yeah. There. I mean, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, and then they kept that until the this the last post credit scene. And I don't. I don't really know what they're implying. Like why? Why? I think all they're setting up is that. Uh, for some reason, Fury is actually living with the scroll in space. In space, and in, in order to keep things under control on Earth, he sent those two uh, scrolls back to Earth to impersonate him and Maria Hill to keep an eye on Peter, keep an eye on all the things that were happening, all that stuff. Yeah, like I mean, and, and this is always the kind of like the thing, and I'm glad they like addressed it head on. Or like, where are the rest of the Avengers? You know? Yeah. Um, on some level, this. R- Villain didn't necessarily re- require the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. So I like that. Um, <clears throat> I also just like want to know where everyone is. I mean, you know, that whenever he was like, you know, call this person or call this person or call this person, you know, like yeah. he didn't even list all of them. You know, he got black. Well, Panther. they said Doctor Strange and and Hill just goes, he's unavailable. He's unavailable. Right. Like, what, what, what do you mean he's unavailable? Mean? He's on a house call. He's literally in the same city. He's delivering a baby. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> he lives in New York. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, that was weird, but I mean, whatever. I'm yeah. cool with it. Um, I, I it was funny because, like, okay, so diving into the villain a little bit. Yeah, it was it was interesting because, like, I felt like you know really early on, I'm like, man, with these monsters, we're just cutting to the chase here. Yeah, like we are, we're already like we're halfway. Number one, we've introduced a uh, introduced a hero without like with the mo- the slimmest of backstory, and and the fact that there's a multiverse. And then you've, uh, and then we were all, all of a sudden battling this, you know, world uh, threatening villain. Yeah. With without any kind of setup with that either. Yeah. I, I just it felt weird. Yeah, um, I, I was kind of like, I mean, I knew that Mysterio was a bad guy, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I suspected that. But I was like, I was totally bought into the idea that he was from another world. I'm like, right. okay, this is how they're setting him up in the MCU. Yep. And. And then I was like, but man, they really are rushing through this. Like they're just, I mean, I get that like after Endgame, like anything's possible. But, yeah. And I was even talking talking to somebody earlier today and they're like, so what are you expecting to get out of, of Far From Home? And I'm like, I want this movie to blow the doors off the MCU of yeah. like what's possible to put in an MCU movie. Because yeah. I thought that's, they were kind of setting themselves up for that. Like That's what they seem to be teasing. Right. And so, but what we got was actually a very like earth centric Tony Stark, like real world grounded mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. which I just did not see coming. Yeah. And I'm okay with, because I think, uh, what I alluded to in the, in the first section was just the way that Mysterio fights and the predicaments that he puts Spider-Man in were just so freaking cool. Yeah. The well, whole scene in that warehouse was just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It was, to me, it tops anything that was in Doctor Strange. Agreed. Like I just think because the Doctor Strange stuff was just kind of like, like freaky trippy. for yeah, trippy for the sake of being trippy. Yeah. Where this was like crazy, like mind bending, mess with your head stuff. Yeah. I loved that. Well, dude. like especially like whenever you know uh, Spider Man's beating himself up. Yeah. And you know that was crazy. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, even all the stuff where, you know, like he, uh, Fury shoots Mysterio. Yeah. And then it ends up not being yeah. him. I don't know. It's just, it's and then crazy stuff. All that stuff really, to me, it's set up that, that moment where he sees Happy and he like makes Happy stop yeah. and like makes sure it's him. Yeah. And just like the sheer terror that has taken over Peter Parker because now. He doesn't know what's real anymore. Yeah, like I feel like that was really earned. Yeah, like the mm. one the one piece of that though that I wish that I don't think they set up well was like it felt like you know they kind of set it up, but it was in a weird way the fact that he was losing his spidey sense somehow. 
or that it was like it wasn't working. Yeah. So we don't know a why or b that it was really even happening. Right. Like we kind of like at the very beginning with May, like when she threw him that that um, that banana. banana but yeah. like I just don't I don't know what purpose that served. At the end, it was like you know, hey, I'm overcoming this, and I'm actually using my spidey sense again. But like that wasn't like a theme throughout this movie. Yeah, that was that was a weak kind of like. Yeah, that didn't they didn't make a lot of sense. No, and I don't know why they like needed to throw it in there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it made for a cool comeback moment. Totally. <laughs> <At the end. laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I loved I loved Mysterio. I loved like. I'd love to go back and watch it again because I know that there were clues that they were leaving around, right? Of like, basically things that like Mysterio had had overlooked, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> stuff like that, and it's just like, I remember there were so many moments where I'd be watching something and be like, "That was kind of weird." And I'm like, "I'm just gonna keep that in the back of my mind," and then later on, it turns out to be like, "Oh, that was a that was a moment that like, they should have caught on that like Mysterio was evil or right. you know, like that kind of stuff." Yeah. Dude, whenever he put on those glasses, though, he looked like Tony Stark. He did, yeah. And it like it like got me emotionally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna start crying. Yeah, and I think like that was purposeful to like to not only pull in like your emotions, but also show like it's pulling on Peter's. Yeah, like he's like, I'm looking at Tony Stark. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I think I was actually even thinking earlier on in the movie, I was like, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal looks good with a beard, but why would he have a beard? Totally. You know, like. It just seems weird that like this, this superhero that's supposed to be from an alternate universe that is mm-hmm. very, has a very like immaculate suit, mm-hmm. would just have this scruffy beard, right? With like a five o'clock yeah, shadow a, it fade a, it off. Was a, it was a pretty cool looking beard. No, it was good. It just, uh, but it wasn't like kept up. It wasn't trimmed. Like it just kind of faded away into the neck. Like it, he didn't have it like cut yeah, up and yeah, like yeah. you know shaved Doctor off. Strange or Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just kind of like eh, it's kind of weird and like. I don't know. There's just like something off about why he would have a beard. I don't know why I thought about that. But then when you see him put on the glasses and it kind of gives you that Tony Stark-esque mm-hmm. feel with like the facial hair and the slicked back hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. That's there why. it is. The one thing that I still don't know or understand is if um, if Fury is not Fury, then how did he recognize the code that Happy gave him? I missed that. What was the code that he gave him? He, whenever he called and said, "Hey, uh, they, uh, they said that the surfboard is yours or whatever like that." That was he said. I've given him the secret code, and then at that point, Fury was supposed to have known that something was wrong, and that Mysterio wasn't who he said he was. That's that's whenever like we saw him like you know stop believing Mysterio. Mm. But if that wasn't really Fury, how would he know that? I mean, unless Fury told the scroll what to. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was just a little odd to me. Yeah. Um, which is fine. You know, it, I don't know. I just don't know what any of that means. Yeah. At all. I also like. I wish that this had because it, it didn't. At the end of the day, it did not blow the doors off of what you know you could do in the MCU. It didn't yeah. introduce the multiverse. No. Um. And I kind of wish it had. Like, I, I wish that this was more of a, this just, like, you know, whenever we say, like, this was an epilogue, like, it felt like an epilogue in that this was a, more of a passing of the torch from Tony on to Peter. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, th- there are parallels. Like, the whole world knows who Peter is now. Yeah. Like, that he's Spider-Man in the same way that everyone knew that Tony Stark was. Yeah. was Iron Man. I don't know that Peter can protect himself as or has the people that he loves as well as Tony was able to or tried right. to. Um, we saw shades of it whenever he was designing his suit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really, I would love to see, and this is kind of a departure from the comics, but like see him lean more into that tech Tony Stark side Yeah, where he's like making all these suits and gadgets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like a, it's almost like a cross between Tony Stark and Batman, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was shocking in that, that mid credit scene. That they, they just kind of went for it of, like, he's Peter Parker. Yeah. And you're just like, well, crap, man. Well, and I think they, it was whenever he was talking to May and Happy, like, just a couple of minutes earlier. Yeah. It felt like he was doing the, 
I am Spider-Man thing because he was, he said, you know, I've kept my identity secret for years yeah. or whatever. It's, it sounded like we were about to go there. Yeah. And then he didn't. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then <laughs> and then <laughs> that happened. Jameson yeah. outed him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? About everybody knowing? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I. He's not a billionaire that can protect himself. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I think it was different with Iron Man because, I mean, it's... He was already a celebrity. Yeah. So, that's just, that's such a difference in how Spider-Man has been handled in the past. Because I think if there's one superhero that has been more, that has been most protective of their identity, it's been Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, he really just... That was, that's always been such a big thing. It's like him and Batman both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes Superman, but Batman and Spider-Man, I feel like, always had like the most secrecy around their alter egos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any facts to back that up. That's just my personal view. No, I think that, I mean, <laughs> view, especially in the movies. Yeah. You know, like, uh, that, I mean, that was a theme for every Spider, other Spider-Man movie and even this Spider-Man movie. Like, yeah. The fact that like only certain people know, or should I tell MJ, or all yeah. of this kind of stuff. If I tell her, will she be in danger? You know, like that's and maybe that's their goal. Is like, hey, let's just remove this. We've we've dealt with this for now two movies in the MCU and five movies outside the MCU. That yeah. the fact that you know Peter's secret identity is an issue, yeah. um, and and it is kind of restrictive. I don't know, man. Well, what I what I like that they do. Like I said, I'm not sure how I feel about everyone knowing, but I like that people are able to figure it out. Yeah. Because that's one thing that's always been kind of like, oh, it's a superhero thing that everyone's stupid and can't figure it <laughs> right. out. You know, it's like the whole <laughs> S- uh, Superman Clark Kent thing. Yeah. It's like, bro, if you can't tell that that's Superman, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, right. you need to get your eyes checked. And so just the fact that like MJ figured it out and that like, Aunt May knows, and mm-hmm. like, granted, they stumbled upon it, Aunt May and his friend, but like, they're just like they're they're way more open to the fact that like the reality of being able to keep that up for a, a prolonged amount of time and be that close to people, it's impossible. Yeah, and so I I'm cool with like the people closest to him knowing, but I think if everyone knows, then that creates a really different kind of approach to how you handle uh, conflict in the future. You mm-hmm. know, like it's always been like, you can't know who I am because that puts you in danger. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's like, what, what does anybody have against Spider-Man mm-hmm. or like, or, or I guess, villain. yeah, well, I mean, uh, sorry, I said that wrong. Like basically everyone is now a liability. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. you know, like, yeah, all it takes is just for some villain to just freaking take uh, inventory of like all the people he knows and be like, all right, here's yeah. our hit list. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. So. Do you think Mysterio's dead? There's a part of me that really hopes he's not, man. I know. He was cool. Oh, he was such a cool villain. And like, th- I am still on the train of like, I don't like it whenever the, mis- the MCU just kills all their villains. Yeah. Um I did feel like he he needed to be killed and he earned it right then. Yeah. Um but I kind of just hope that he's not, you yeah. know, and that he'll come back and 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 uh and appear again. It's I mean, either- it's it's one route they can take is all the people that were in charge of his that were helping with him. Yeah. They're all still alive. Totally. And they're just as smart as he is to be able to build that tech and right. create it again. So they can create a Mysterio, whether he's a real person or not. Yeah. Um, Especially that guy uh, who got yelled at by Obadiah Stane. Yeah. I love I love that they brought that scene, that guy back. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire, like, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, wow, this is in the very first movie of the Infinity Saga. And yeah. it's in the last movie of yeah. the Infinity Saga. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> And I love that <laughs> I love that they put Jake Gyllenhaal in like a mocap suit. Yeah, like a legit mocap right. suit. It's just like you don't have to do any uh, any kind of uh, VF uh, VFX work on this. Yeah, 
It's just him in a mocap suit. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that works. Yeah. Um, I did. Th- I thought it was odd. <laughs> the other, th- only, uh, a couple of things. They just happened to be in, in, uh, uh, where were they at the beginning of this movie? Oh, Venice. Venice. They just happened to be in Venice at the same time as Spider-Man and, and Europe in general. Yeah. Like that seemed a little weird. Yeah. That was, that was pretty coincidental. Yeah. Um, I also like, I, I mean, I don't know. There was this cross between, I think it, it was, it was weird. Like just the way that they were treating the deaths of all those, of all the, of like Tony Stark in general. Yeah. Like it, it was kind of at odds. Sometimes you'd be laughing about it. Yeah. But then sometimes like you have, you know, you see this memorial candlelight, you know, lit memorial yeah. to them. And it I just mean, kind of felt weird. I was okay with it. Like, uh, even like at the beginning when they did the like in memoriam yeah, and it felt like super irreverent. And then you realize, Oh, cause it was made by a bunch of high schoolers that don't know anything. Totally. You know? Yeah. And like, they don't know what they're doing and they're just trying, you know, they probably have like 10 year old software that's provided by public funding and they don't, you know, they can't make something cool. Right. Uh, so like, that's fine. I think the whole, like, and then too, like Iron Man coming out of the grave and being this like yeah. zombie Iron Man thing, that was like, wild. Like I don't think that's disrespectful either. I think that no. lends itself to how cruel and heartless uh, uh, Mysterio. Mysterio is. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it did feel kind of all over the place. But I think that's because I I think the these two Spider Man movies do a really good job of putting you in the mind of like a 16 year old and like, mm-hmm. like what that world's like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, dude, I, I can, re- like, I can remember going on music trips on like a bus and like there was a, you know, there'd be like a girl that I had a crush on and I was like, I have to do everything in my power to make sure I sit by her. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a 16 hour bus drive. Right, right, right. Like <laughs> this is my only and chance. If I don't do it now. Yeah. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to be alone forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so timeline-wise, this was five years after what? Was this five years after the snap or yeah. five years after Endgame? No, five years after the snap. Okay, which the snap was like Endgame was five years after the snap, right? Correct. So this happens like right after Endgame? Yeah, like, probably a few months after. Okay. Um, I just wonder like what is next in the – I mean, they haven't released a movie slate necessarily. No, they haven't. Like, we don't even know if there's another Spider-Man movie coming. When are they going to resolve the things like everyone knowing who Peter Parker is or uh, the fact that they think that he tried to kill everyone? I mean, maybe they'll they'll loop that into a different movie. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, now that this is out, the next thing is to find out what what's coming in the right. future. What are the next movies lined up something so. i read recently and i didn't like read i just saw like a, a headline uh, or two about it um that something there was some kind of rumor that the next like there wouldn't be another 10 year saga it'd be like shorter smaller story arcs hmm. between movies interesting i don't know why that is necessarily um I should have read the articles <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'm fine with that cuz you know you look at like a show like um, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad and mm. how much fat gets cut out of a, a show like that because it's not a 23-episode totally. network show, you know? So as long as they're, you know, being concise with their storytelling, they're not throwing in a bunch of filler movies, yeah, you know, like Thor the Dark World and, you know, all these ones that just kind of show up and you're like, what did, what did we do that for other than yeah. just to make a second Thor movie? Right. Or um, Iron Man 2. Yeah. So, you know, if they're being more concise with it and just getting more to the point and just kind of ramping right up to the next huge event, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm all, and I, I was kind of thinking about that, that in this movie. I was like, I kind of just want to see all the heroes. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like these one-off, like very fo- like more focused stories. I mean, that's great and all, I guess. But at this point, whenever you've seen like the spectacle of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame – and you just like I just kind of like I want to I want the complexity that comes with all that. Yeah. I know that we can't get that every time. No. But 
There was a lot of people in it in game. <laughs> <laughs> like hundreds. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, and like I and I kind of like I, I kind of get like the the idea. I mean, I don't know. Could they even do another ten year arc that feels as satisfying as? As uh, the Infinity Saga, I don't know. I don't know. It would take a lot, man. Yeah, it would. I don't know that. I think, I think we just need to. You and me, John, anybody that's ever been on the podcast, all the nerds out there that have just been so happy with the last ten years. Let's just, let's just put a cap on it and mm. say that was great. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen again. Right. <laughs> Right and, and be okay just, with that. Yeah, and be okay with yeah. that. Like, let's just go off into the future, knowing we witnessed a historic decade of movie making. Yeah, and yeah. we can tell our children, and our children will tell their children, and we'll say, "I remember <laughs> before these two-year story arcs with computer-generated superheroes, we had the Infinity Saga." <laughs> so. Just, you know, all the angry nerds out there, they're going to say that the next saga is not as good as Infinity Saga and, you know, whatever. Just know that that's okay. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Do we, what, do we even know the next movie? No. No. We don't know anything. I mean, they've got a, I mean, it's coming, when's the next one? May? That's the next one next year? I guess. They've got to talk about it sometime. This is the thing. If they can, I think, if they can incorporate the X-Men and, like, the Fantastic Four or something like that into yep. the MCU in a way that doesn't uh, that doesn't feel like they're just, like, taking over. Mm-hmm. That is still, like, they still have, you still have your stable of characters minus, you know, Tony Stark, Black Widow, and Iron Man. Um, you mean Captain America? I'm sorry, Captain America. What did yeah. I say? You said Tony, Tony Stark, Stark and, and Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they are two separate <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that like that could be a really really cool like next you know few years yeah you know uh, and there's somebody you know you you know there's somebody working on it right now like, oh yeah they're figuring it out there's somebody at Marvel that goes home every day just giggling, <laughs> giggling to themselves <laughs> they, <laughs> they have, don't even know what's they have coming no idea <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's like, what I would do if I worked there yeah, <laughs> if I know, was like, in charge of the story so like so what did you do at work today you have no idea <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> They probably don't even like can't even admit what they do. Yeah, they're just like uh, I don't know. I'm just a janitor. Yeah, <laughs> I work. I work at the cafeteria. Swept a lot of floors. Yeah. Um. Cool. Do we have anything else we want to talk about with this? I mean, I I, I love the with along with. I mean, even as even though I kind of dog it sometimes that, that I think the thing that makes Spider Man is mm-hmm. the same thing that's always made Spider-Man, and it's his relationships. Yeah. And the people that he loves, people that he, like, talks to. I thought the humor in this was cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, His friends, like, it's funny kind of seeing them mature, and, mm-hmm. like, the humor matures as well. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Yeah. I was, I was actually thinking while watching this movie, like, I'm looking forward to, you know, if the next Spider-Man movie takes place a couple years from now, you know, seeing him getting ready for college and mm. like what all that's yep. going to look like. And like, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love this iteration of Spider-Man. Thank I you. even, there's sometimes where I just like, I think about the fact that far from home and homecoming exist mm-hmm. and I just kind of pinch myself and I'm like <laughs> in 2001 when Spider-Man came out, like I never would have thought that this would be like even walking into the theater, they have the little poster. They have like a little screen outside the door that shows what movie's playing. Mm-hmm. And it had the poster where it's just the mask with the different like travel stickers on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you couldn't have like if some if that poster came out in 2001 and they're like, this is going to be our Spider-Man movie. Look, he's on a trip in Europe. And you'd be like, <laughs> shut up, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, like, Totally. But nowadays it's like, no, dude, it's so cool. We're gonna see like Spider-Man outside New York in Europe with you know Mysterio and Nick Fury and all this. Like, <laughs> like this just stuff that you would have never imagined possible yeah. in a comic book movie. Do you think we would have been able to see this without the other movies? Uh no. Well, I mean, I guess you could like, you'd have to watch it with somebody who's seen it. And just to know, like, like you probably would need to know who Nick Fury is. Oh, I mean like without the other Spider-Man movies, I like, 
like being like, well, we've seen we've seen the origin in that version, of basically the same version of Spider-Man twice now on screen. Yeah. So you're saying without the Raimi and without the uh-huh. Amazing I, like, Spider-Man? I think the reason it's, yeah, it, it can be different is because it's been the same twice before. Right. Yes, but it's also – but I think even if Marvel wasn't involved in the story yeah. and it was still just Sony, yeah. I think we still would have gotten something really familiar. Mm. And I think – but I think the fact that it's tied into the MCU mm. – gives them a chance to completely just throw it against the wall and be like, okay, what's working here? Yeah. What's not working? I mean, making MJ, you know, just a completely different character. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, making making Peter Parker a legit... I mean, I know Tom Holland's older than what he plays, but, like, playing him as a legit 16-year-old, not getting a 35-year-old to play a high schooler. Right. Like, you know, we're getting a very young guy to play a high schooler who is, uh, you know, a gymnast and very athletic and does an, a, a fantastic Brooklyn accent or Queens accent. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think just being able to kind of uh, Gen Z, the idea of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, what would Spider-Man look like if today he was in high school? Mm-hmm. Like, how would he interact with things and how would he cope with things? And, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, I just I just think it's because of because of all the things that came before in the MCU and, and kind of the uh, the pedigree that that Marvel has kind of acquired over the years for them to be able to then come to Sony and be like, hey, do you want to work with us? And for mm-hmm. Sony to actually be like. I think that would be in our best interest. <laughs> like they couldn't have done that, yeah. you know, anytime sooner than they did. Totally. And so it is really kind of like this unique thing. And I forget what, <laughs> oh, I was talking about it in the E3, E3 thing that you and I did where it was talking about that at some point we had this shift and we, we swapped over into a parallel universe where Xbox gaming <laughs> is like this utopia of gaming and we could have very easily have been into this lockdown Orwellian mm-hmm. version of gaming. <laughs> uh, and I feel like the same kind of thing happened with comic book movies where we could very easily have just continued to make crappy comic book movies. Uh, and they would have just become this meme where it's like, oh, yeah, comic mm-hmm. book movies, they're cheesy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But no, like comic book movies win Academy Awards mm-hmm. and star triple A, you know, A-list actor, actors mm-hmm. that, you know, Freaking Jake Gyllenhaal is in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I just think that that's, that's the kind of stuff that you're just like, you look at it and you're like, it's amazing that we got here over the time that we did and that this is the kind of uh, caliber of movie that we're making now. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my speech. I love it. Thanks. That's great. <laughs> that's where we'll, where we'll end it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you want to rate this movie? Uh, yeah. All right. What do you give it? Mm. I'll give it a nine. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. I, I think we'll... it, was, it was like it was like an 8.5 until yeah. we got to the whole Mysterio like That's illusion true. scene. And I was like, ooh, this is real good. Uh, that really that, – that gave me a hardcore rewatch uh, uh, reason. So. Totally. Man, I was going to do an 8.5. Now you've got me rethinking it. (laughs) I'm going to stick with it, though. I'm going to go 8.5. So we'll even out at a strong 8.75. Sounds great. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, next week, I need to look at my phone and see what we're possibly talking about. It's real dark in here. It is. Yeah, it's real dark. So, (laughs) yeah. Like, uh, basically, uh, when we started, there was light. And now (laughs) you just look like one of those... uh, like tell alls, yeah. Like, but I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man! So uh, let's see here. I mean, it's gonna be a while because I mean, this is Tuesday, yeah. And we normally release on uh, Thursdays, so uh, next Thursday doesn't look like there's anything. So we'll see. 
We'll talk about something. I'm sure we will. Um, two weeks from now, The Lion King comes out. Ooh. And I can't wait for that. Mm. A week after that, I don't know if we'll review it for this, but I want to go see it once upon a time in Hollywood. Ooh, yeah. Cannot wait for that movie. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com. On social at Chris Wright 250 and Fultron 84 and at Stan Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.